it's a pretense because the war on drugs can't be won. Or at least it can't be won anymore. We lost yeah. it so long ago. And you know why? It's because people, so many people like drugs. Good evening, mate. How you doing? I'm strained. Strained? Strained. <laughs> strained mentally. Mentally strained. Mentally strained. Due to uh, COVID, as mm-hmm. ever. COVID, my last wife. My last wife. Last, <laughs> last wife. See how strained I am? This, this wife, is how my future last wife. Week, my wife was ill with COVID. And then my eldest son was ill with something else. Apparently not COVID, according to the old... Lateral flows, and this week, the youngest has got COVID. He's absolutely fine, thankfully, but he's not able to go into nursery. So, disruption, lots of COVID disruption. And at the same time, I'm trying to change my lifestyle, my diet for the better, my exercise regime for the better. But things keep fucking up. Things keep coming along and saying, No, you don't get to do that because I'm going to interrupt your fresh start. With some bullshit. It's always fucking COVID. COVID gets in. I, I like last year. I was like, right, I'm gonna get fit again. And I got COVID. Wasn't I ill? But was fucking knackered for about a month and a half afterwards. Just this fucking COVID. Are we not all sick of COVID right now? Yes, we're all Fuck sick of COVID. COVID. I think I think you've got a bit of like New Year syndrome as well, isn't it? It's like um, yeah. I was think um, you know you take off a couple of weeks over over the New Year period or Christmas period, and then when you like come back into the real world, you're like, it's like you're meant to be doing something different to what you were doing two weeks ago, and it's like oh, you've got this whole year ahead of you, and it's very daunting. Um, but, I can't, but it's not. It's just the same as taking two weeks off at any other time of the year, really. It's just it we've got I'm this arti- artifi- artificial. We've got this artificial line in the sand, which is the new year, yeah. which means oh, we've got to be our new person or whatever. But it's all just bullshit, isn't it? It's just a different day in the calendar, and, and just think, yep, yeah, you get back. You you can still stick to your plan. Little few little setbacks are fine. Don't get too yeah, worried. don't mind. Bullshit. Uh, what are we talking about today? Drugs. Have you? <laughs> Have you got again? Good. Have you got any? On you? Uh, no, we're talking about moment. drugs. We're talking about uh, the drug laws and the inconsistent enforcement of the drug laws and bad, bloody bad policy on drugs by the government. Yeah, because we've talked about this before. We have we? talked about this before. So what's different this time? What's different? Very little is different. I just think continues stuff that comes up. Uh, in the news, continues to emphasise how muddled up we seem to be, how backwards we seem to be in the country. And I thought we might just come back to it, revisit it, and discuss it again. And are you going to treat us to a monologue again? Yes, short monologue about nice. the latest uh, Metropolitan Police initiative to make sure that the nighttime economy is safe. I've missed the monologues. I don't know about anyone else. Oh, I'm sure they have. I've missed. I really have. Have you? Yeah. Well, you're in for a treat because here's one right now.
So we're back on the subject of drugs again. Why? Because of yet more news proving how muddled, inconsistent, incoherent and futile drugs policy in this country really is. Now, I'm going to be reverting back to news stories from about two weeks ago, which in the world of British politics right now is a lifetime ago. The news cycle has moved on very quickly, but that's kind of the point. Drugs policy, uh, drugs legislation and our approach to harm reduction in drugs, it comes up into the news cycle very often and it disappears very quickly. You'll have several campaign groups saying their piece. You will have MPs chipping in, believing in drug reform, but in the end, the government of the day and the opposition will agree on retaining the same policy that they've had for 50 years, except the difference being that now, and probably for the last couple of decades at least, the legislation on paper is very different to how the laws are enforced in reality, which for a start is very inconsistently throughout the country and is generally far more liberal and loosely interpreted than the law would suggest as it is written. So police forces in certain regions of the country choose not to arrest you for small amounts of this and that. They choose not to enforce the letter of the law effectively Uh, but this happens inconsistently throughout the country because policy is so muddled and even after decades of policy failure this same approach we've had for half a century keeps failing and even though we all we know that Westminster itself is awash with cocaine let's swap the whole area you're going to find mounds of the stuff they're all at it and neither the government nor the opposition have any plans to implement reforms in how we approach drug legislation in this country. So there was an interesting news story in, about two weeks ago when the Metropolitan Police launched a special task force to patrol the streets of London. And the footage shared on Twitter and across social media caused quite the stare. Police officers were approaching people in Shoreditch and asked them to take drug swabs and brushing their hands for signs of illegal substances. Many people were searched by the police. The Metropolitan Police shared the video on its Twitter account, saying it was part of an operation to help keep people safe. It said, Task Force officers were out recently doing drug swaps in Shoreditch as part of a wider operation to ensure the nighttime economy is a safe place for all. Interesting. They're looking for illegal drugs to try and keep the nighttime economy safe while everyone drinks the drug. That it helps to keep these places unsafe, let's be honest. Anyway, so clearly it's an abuse of power. If the police try and swab you, you can refuse, it's your right. But then they're going to assume you're guilty. Rather than innocent until proven guilty. So most people simply do as they're told. So this is the police abusing their power and acting outside their law. They have no legal power to forcibly swab or drug test you on the street. Some people branded it a PR stunt and others said it was a really poor use of police resources. I would have to agree with both. So I thought this news story was something interesting that, again, emphasised how inconsistently 
this archaic policy is enforced across the country. The Metropolitan Police are showcasing their methods. Is that the same as the police in Manchester? Is it the same as the police in Leeds? Is it the same as the police in any major city in this country? No. Different police forces are approaching it in different ways. And then the government and the opposition are saying different things as well. This government, the Conservative government, is committed to cracking down on drug users and people in possession of drugs. Well, that's what it says it wants to do. Whether it's actually acting on that is dubious. And the opposition essentially agrees with the government, doesn't want to change policy. So here we are in stasis. And that's the thing, a news cycle goes round and round and round and every few weeks or months, drug policy comes up and what happens? Nothing. And this country is so far behind in the world in considering the reality of the situation which is you've lost you cannot keep drugs out of the country you cannot stop people using drugs the focus has to be on harm reduction and the obvious answers are looking us in the face and nobody wants to act so we're just going to keep talking and talking and talking and talking and talking and talking about it. I'm sure eventually we might see sense and change will come. But for some reason in this country, it's taking a very, very long time. shit isn't it after you we've had this serious conversation shit. yeah yeah and you're mimicking our theme tune our other shit theme tune we just did yeah um what do you think is special about other shit special yeah <laughs> well i mean we just get to go off piste and talk about whatever the fuck we want really isn't it yeah um but also know, we uh, are going to try and do more features and come up with ideas for uh, re- reoccurring themes and features. Yeah, no, yeah. What's the um so you've got any, you've got some other shit to talk about today? Yes, so here's one thing. Parenting. Okay. Right, a parenting thing. You're a dad. So oh, for Christmas George got uh Guinness Book of Records, you know, kids some kids like boys like yeah. that. Yeah. Lovely, yeah. Mm-hmm. And um I was look. I thought about the um, book Ripley's Believe It or Not. Thought he would like that as well. Oh yeah. I was looking that. I looked that up, and it was a fiver. And I started uh, basically explaining to him what it was, saying he'd really love it, and it was just like the book he had. And da, 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 selling it to him. You know, right? Basically, yeah. 
convincing. <laughs> just five quid. Yeah, just yeah. five quid. Just five quid. And I and then I had an idea. I thought, right, this is a good life lesson now because little fucker doesn't understand the value for money. Oh. He's always talking about how much money he's got in his fucking his piggy bank and uh, talking about. It, it doesn't. It doesn't because we spoil him as well, especially at Christmas. It just. It doesn't. You want him to sort of get have some kind of concept of you not, you know, haven't got a fucking magic money tree. Sorry to use the Tory fucking. But he's got mantra. his boy, he's got his he's got his piggy bank though. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he understands something, I guess. He's got his own money. Yeah, so he understood that. I said, "Well, why don't you buy it? Because I think you really like it. Because why them buy it? Spend it on, uh, you know, some bollocks. And if they, if you take him to a toy store and buy a toy store, toy shop, and mm-hmm. uh, he buys, there's so much shit that they can buy for like." That amount of money is just yeah. don't need. So yeah, yeah, I thought it was a good life lesson. But I got he actually had a fiver, so he gave me the fiver. So right. sale complete. I mean, and I purchased it, and it came the next day. But I spent the fiver that night in the pub. And I was wondering if I just like sold something. <laughs> and you're like, give me a fiver for this right now because I need some cash. Have I just like upsold my son? Have I just sold it, like scammed him or something? Hey, this book's really good. Why don't you buy this book? Thanks, I need a fiver. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I'll see you tomorrow. So it's a bit weird. I felt a bit weird about it when I immediately just took the fiver and yeah, and walked straight over the road without putting it in your pocket, just yeah. held it in your hand. Right, so yeah, I mean, the boy, door. he did, you know, services rendered. He got the book. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted him to earn it. And then I felt like I'd earned a pint. So yeah, yeah. Had you, had you subconsciously convinced yourself <laughs> yeah. that, that that he should have this book just because you knew you needed to feed yourself with alcohol? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So what do you think? What do you think? Yeah, I'm a bit worried about that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's the? How much is the pint in that pub? It's like four something. Four. Like, so it was only one pint that it was, yeah, it was yeah, buying. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, the five five was mine. Mm. Does he enjoy the book? He loves the book. It's a really well, good. Like, and, it doesn't matter and, then, does and, it? You know, I sat. I've been sitting with him and been, yeah. So, did know he'd like it, and I was, yeah, we'd, we'd like flick it through it and find lots of lots of different weird facts and stuff. So he does like it. So you know, it's not like it wasn't that bad, I guess. Yeah, the ends justify the means. Yeah. Don't know yeah. if that's how it works in this. Yeah. Right, okay, I feel better about that then. All right. Oof. Therapy session. <laughs> right. Uh, so. Have you, have you spoken to your actual therapist about that? <laughs> no, no, he's on holiday. He'd be like, stop wasting my time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like the, uh, the sub therapist. <laughs> you bring all the crap, meaningless stuff to me. Yeah, yeah. So, you said you had something to. Yeah, I've got something. I've got something. I'm not sure how well it's gonna gonna work. <laughs> okay, so. but we can try it. I think we have to. Yeah, I've got I've, this. I've got some um, got some preface information to give you. What? <laughs> this isn't starting well. I'm, 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 it, it really needs me to be able to speak properly. <laughs> I'm not sure how well that's going to go. Okay. So, um, I've had this idea anyway, because, you know, we're trying to think about, like, content, aren't we? Yeah, features, Um, content. Maybe some things continue sometimes. Yeah. A bit of a hook. Um, 
So um, I, you know, in my work, so without saying specifically what I do for work, um, I work in like software development and I have Drug done dealing. for num- a number of years. <laughs> yeah, software development and I work with, and I've worked with a lot of software developers. Um, and Drug I don't dealers. know if you, you, I think you probably have worked with software developers before, haven't you? So like they're quite, um, what's the, <laughs> idiosyncratic a lot of the time. Uh-huh. Um, and sometimes you get these, there's a specific type who I've worked with quite a lot who are kind of like the kind of gothy ones, right? kind of gothy kind of, I'm saying, I don't want to say nerdy. I'm saying nerdy, but because I feel like that's a shortcut to saying what they're like, but nerdy is a bit of, bit offensive considering yeah. like you're, you're a nerd and so am I in some ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, but if you've ever seen Silicon Valley, that TV show, there's a character in there called Gil Guilfoyle and that's the kind of character person that i'm talking about so i've worked with a few of these people in the past and i work with a person at the moment actually um and i've been i talked of it's come up a number of times around um dungeons and dragons right so the, the role-playing game dungeons and dragons yes now i don't know if you know much about dungeons and dragons well i don't know i don't know as much about it as someone who actually plays it i mean and also i have to say that <laughs> the only time that a colleague i worked with ever told me that they did that, I did laugh at them quite a lot about it. Yeah, well... well and then I have, you know. it's privately acknowledged that I do plenty of things, like, in terms, usually yes. through via computer games and stuff, uh, that is just as nerdy, just uh, or yes. worse in some ways. But anyway, so yes. So just to give you, yeah, just to give you, uh, um, so the week, what it says in Wikipedia, basically. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's, yeah, so Dungeons and Dragons is a role-playing game, yep. played with a dice, dice usually, yep. in which players embark on an imaginary adventure in a fantasy setting. Yeah. yeah. So they're led in the game by what's called a dungeon master. Yep. So Wikipedia says that a dungeon master serves as the game's referee and storyteller while maintaining the setting in which the adventures occur and playing the role of the inhabitants of the game world. So I find it called just just quite interesting when you talk to people who play it. And obviously now people D&D. play it remotely. And, D&D. Yeah, D&D. They play it remotely and things. But like specifically that role of the dungeon master, who basically just like there's players and the dungeon master just makes up the game and makes up the entire thing. And he can just like say or do whatever he wants, and so he'd be like, "Oh, okay, you walk over there now, and, and now you're outside, and blah 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 blah." And they say, "Well, I'm going to go do this," and you're like, "Well, now you've fallen down a cliff," and they just basically make the whole thing up. And it's a very like creative thing, and it's just I find it quite interesting. However, I would never like play a Dungeons and Dragons no, in real life no, because, God, well, no. a, 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 it's not really my kind of thing, and B, I don't have any friends, so, <laughs> oh, yeah, well, so I don't know, don't know anybody I, who would play it with me anyway. I, I couldn't if I um, wanted to, but I, yeah, I wouldn't because I would just play computer games. But nevertheless, I was thinking, would you fancy giving giving it a go? So you being the player and me being the dungeon master. Why not? So what? me, yes, yeah. So me being the the main storyteller who's like responsible for the world and the scenarios in which the player you find yourself and like generally the rules again which can be as like fluid as I want <laughs> um, and that's it we won't do it like fantasy setting with like dragons and shit and we won't have any dice it'll be I've got some ideas so do you, do you want to do you want to try you want me to go on an adventure with you yes <laughs> Okay. Well, it's it's, it's a it's an idea for for repeatable content that we can do. <laughs> I don't. How is this going to work? Okay. Well, let's. Should we try it? Should we try? Yes, yeah, so let's got try the, it. The, yeah, let's do go the first, the first, the first, the first introduction. Right. Good. 
You ready? Yeah. So the name for this is going to be Benjamins and Dragons, right? <laughs> and I'll play the Benjamins and Dragons theme tune there. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to describe to you the scene, right? Okay. So the wind's blowing around you. It's Christmas Eve night. It's dark. It's cold. There's thick snow on the ground. The problem with this, of course, is that you're going to have to listen to me talk for quite extended periods of time, and I know that's hard for you. Try again. Take two. So, yeah, it's Christmas Eve night, dark and cold, thick snow on the ground. You, Ben Kelly, that's you, um, you stood on a bridge, Humber Bridge, the snow billowing in the wind around you. Um, essentially, you're, you're, you're at your wit's end. Um, you're looking down to the icy river beneath you and you're preparing for the unthinkable. Yeah. It's Christmas Eve, Ben. You're on the Humber Bridge <laughs> getting ready to commit suicide. Um, what do you think has brought you here? Like, bear in mind, this is you. <laughs> but you can start to fictionalise yourself if you want to. You can have some freedom. Um, but why would you be stood there contemplating suicide? Because uh, I've got this friend called Matt who's just a complete gun. <laughs> <laughs> and the question is, I suppose, like, is this the depression, end of your story? Depression. Or is it the beginning? Depression. Yeah, depression, I guess, yes. Depression and... Uh, well, yeah, depression. Mm, depression. And... Emotional instability. Good. Do you want any specific things? Or <laughs> This isn't a role-playing game. <laughs> it's just talking about my life. Okay, let's move on. Um, so, yeah, you take, you take, you take hold of the, the cold steel rail in front of you. You hoist yourself up, and now you stood right on the edge. Like, this is it. So, like, one false move from this position, you could easily, like, slip without <laughs> even trying. Okay. Um, but suddenly you hear, like, a man screaming for help. Um, and you can just about make make out through the thick snow in the air that he's in, like, the river beneath you. Like, thrash, thrashing around, he's saying, help, help! He's shouting, save me, save me! Um, and there's no one else around, so he'll, he'll, he's going to drown unless, like, you go and help him. Yeah. So this is your first choice in the game, Ben. So this Absolutely. is, do you find a way down? You swim out and maybe save him? Or do you ignore him and just go ahead with your plan and see if there's anything on the other side of this life? I think at that point what I would do is say, oof, that looks fucking horrible and cold. And not mm-hmm, getting mm-hmm. in there. And yeah. the fact that he's in there is just proving to me how stupid it is to jump in there. Okay, so you're going to walk away? I'm going to walk away. I'm going to be like, I'll look over and be like, sorry, mate, but what the fuck do you expect? I'll ring someone. You know? you ring someone? The life... Life... Guard? Lifeguard. Awesome thing. Good, good. So you're not even... What, what are you going to do Humber, about that? The Humber Bridge authorities. And then... Do you do, go, go on, come on. Come on. So what, I don't understand. You, your option is to walk away. Well, you got to sell someone. You can't just say, oh, that guy's drowning. Oh, he's drowned. Ah. I'm not going to leave it. You can't just leave it there, can you? I'm not going to jump in the fucking river. I know, it's in, it's, I know you, you basically described it, it's a wonderful life, but that river looked a lot fucking... Like, it's easier to jump river, in. Isn't it? I wouldn't want to jump into the Humber River. Uh, well, you know. 
So, sorry, but if that is the guardian angel, he's going to have to get himself <laughs> up on the bridge and speak to me here. <laughs> I'm not jumping in there. Good. Okay, so you, um, you okay, decide... Okay, Clarence. Clarence. Yep, Clarence is his name. So you decide that you're um, gonna not going to save the man um, and you're not going to jump in. Um, what well, anyway, so I, I, I mean, I'm not going to jump in to save the man. What would, if I jumped in to save the man, I would drown horribly in, in the very, Humber. Very, very perceptive of you, Ben. <laughs> um, of course, having had a few drinks and probably having uh, had a few barbiturates as well, you do turn to get down from the rail, but you slip. Um, <laughs> And you fall down to the... <laughs> you fall, you slip I think you fall, change the narrative to fall You fall, in, you fall into the river. Okay. <laughs> um, you fall into the river, and this is it. Um, you hit the river, you break your neck, but you're not yet unconscious, and the pain is, like, basically unbearable for about 30 seconds uh, before you pass out. Water fills your lungs, and you drown to death. Um, <laughs> the short game. Um, yeah, they lose, and then the silence. But then you awake. Your vision completely white. There's like a ringing in your ears. But you hear you're very quiet. It's very everything's very calm. And then you hear a voice, and the voice goes like this. fantastic <laughs> so tune in next time for further episodes of Dungeons and Dragons what is that that it that's the first one yeah that was so surreal and that's gonna drive me to drink that that's it next time I'll have some other ones I'll have some new scenarios to follow on from that you like being yeah. the, in the afterlife control freak it's gonna be yeah. like Beetlejuice or something now which film are you going to uh Use for your material next. Oh, I've got a few ideas, Ben. <laughs> okay, I'm going to go with that then. We need to do an, oh. an end bit. An end bit? Yeah. Okay. You do it. Goodbye to listeners. Thank you for listening. Uh, and if you are a repeat listener, thank you for continuing to come back to listen to this fucking babbling on drivel I'm glad you're getting glad you're getting something out of it if you are getting something out of it how about following us on Twitter at UnravelPod if you're on Twitter or also the great unravelling on Facebook um, if you've got an iPhone very easy to go on the old app and give us a good review 
because of some bastards who gave us poor reviews, unjustifiably, possibly... Cunts. You know, possibly cunts, possibly political motivations there. Who knows? Yeah. One star. I mean, well, there's been a few one-star episodes, I'll give you that. But overall, one star's harsh. Four star, okay, three star, I get it. But if you're listening right now and enjoyed this episode and enjoy it ongoing, can you please just... Go onto your iPhone, go onto the app. Just do the five star. Don't even have to write any words. Help us out here. Come on. Maybe it's the turn of the way in which I ask for these things in a really sort of condescending and pissed off way that just makes sure no one ever <laughs> fucking does it. Please. Maybe, yeah. Do I beg or do I just say, I don't really care if you do or not. I mean, don't I if you don't want to. I have no idea. I, I don't no give a fuck. Don't do it, in fact. I, I don't do. want you to do it. You're a cunt if you do it. Yeah, Fuck off. Yeah, that's a better way of it. Don't call us I cunts. don't want you fucking reveal. Do call reveal. us cunts. Do call us cunts. Um, yeah, but I hate we're... you, I love you. I hate you, I love you. We've Marry got so, so few Fuck reviews, me. so few reviews that when you give Fuck us a good me. review, it re- last person who gave us a good review really bumped up the overall rating, you know. <laughs> if you want this to continue, we're gonna we're gonna need some good ratings and reviews, and we're gonna need some momentum here. So why don't you, the person who's listened to us for the last three, four, five, six episodes, help us out a bit? You know, give something back. Stop taking and give something back. That's all I'm asking. Yeah. Stop being the top. Experience the bottom. Yeah, not quite I sure. Know, I don't know which way around that's meant to be. I don't know. I don't know what that means either. Well, thanks for listening, and we'll be back in. We'll be back possibly on the. Well, well, we're, we're going to record again in a couple of weeks, so we'll be back within a few weeks. We're a bit disrupted by the whole New Year insanity. Yeah. But coming up, we do have Chris Snowden of the Institute of Economic Affairs coming on to talk to us about something or other. Not quite decided yet. And I want to talk to him about like sharing a name with like a you know like a like a Welsh thing. A Welsh thing. Like Mount Snowden. <laughs> you can actually ask him. I want to ask him about that. Um, that must be a pain in the ass. I doubt that is, but I really do want you to ask him. That. I think he'd be up for that. He seems like the kind of uh, person who would be up for just utter nonsense like that. You know. Um, we're trying to get on right Zoe Gardner areas. Zoe Gardner we tried this a few times before yep. to talk about refugees and migration not a gardener yeah she's not an actual gardener she's a representative for the Joint Council for the Welfare of Immigrants which is an independent national charity fighting for justice in immigration, asylum and nationality law in the UK not so a gardener yep. that's uh, coming up too um, I'm going to say super specifically. Those are the guests that we have booked in, ish. Those are the plans. Good. So, see you then. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Goodbye. Also, give you health updates on on where we are. <laughs> on there. <laughs> Goodbye. Okay. Bye. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs>